in this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Um, we're just going to kind of wing it because um, uh, we, we did a couple of episodes on sports and pressure and uh, mental health because of the Simone Biles and the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned to Matt uh, before we started the last recording that uh, I, I had some issues, a couple of rants about the Olympics. but. So I want to hit on those because I don't want to start in our new topic because I want to cover these. So so it'll be kind of casual, but things that I've noticed, some observations and things maybe I'm not really happy about. Not that that matters. Not that I have any control, like I'm on the Olympic Commission or anything. So is uh, is this the the opinion episode? It it is. It's the opinion (laughs) episode and and, and maybe point some things out. Uh, if anybody's been following, if you're, if maybe if you're, maybe you're not following the Olympics at all and you're not a fan, but, have, but some things, yeah. things, some things have come up that have caused some controversy. Let's say so, we'll we'll dabble in those and and talk about it. And uh, I mean, it's applicable because uh, uh, here we are. There's a double standard with a lot of things. Let's say that you don't say. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. What's crazy? What double-edged sword? <laughs> and as usual, I'm, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff and. Um, in fact, I, um, I'm off the cuff. I, 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 I'll give away a free book today, too. We'll talk about it. Really? Hang in there. All right. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Welcome back, sir. We're here in the palatial <laughs> podcast Detroit Southfield Studios. <laughs> with me is Matt Fox, as always. David, good or to see as you. As usual, good yeah. to see you, my friend. Yes, good to see you as yeah. well. Uh, and cheers to you. We're uh, just uh, having a good Friday evening here, yep. uh, recording, and uh, it's the weekend. Talking and having fun, and... Uh, so you have you just have a enjoying lot, ourselves. We have a lot to talk about. We do. We have a lot, a lot going on. What are your plans for the weekend, real quick? Um, honestly, I don't. Have, I get a haircut tomorrow. Oh. That's one plan for nine a.m. in the morning. <laughs> um, typically, I have guitar lessons on Saturday. Mornings. You're still playing the guitar. I'm still playing the we guitar. We haven't talked yep. about that. We no. haven't. We haven't in a long time. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna uh, believe me. I'm not gonna do any Jimi Hendrix or Eric Clapton impersonations right. anytime soon. BB King is all right, but I, but, but, yeah, <laughs> but I, but I can, you know, I can, I can get through a couple of tunes. Let's say that. Good for you, man. You know, I'm glad you're still doing that. Probably at three quarter speed, right. but, <laughs> but um, you know, and and I, and I have no idea if this if if my guitar teacher listens. His name's Jason. He's not a, he's not an old guy. He's probably in his thirties. Um, he got COVID. So oh, uh, poor guy. Um, so he's probably going to be out this week, but right. but a shout out to him. I like I said, he knows he knows about the podcast, but I have no idea if he listens or not. But my best out to him. All right. Um, so yeah, other than that, I don't um, I don't have a whole lot of plans. I'm sure uh, my my uh, better half Kendra does. Yeah, um, I'm sure she's, she's got load. some plans for my weekend. I'm sure the honeydew list is getting longer and longer it's as actually, time goes on. It's actually on. not that bad. I, I usually get to work on things that I like to do. Um, right. Sometimes, you know, things that have to be done. But, That's fair. You know. 
Yeah. How about you? What are you? Oh, I got two weddings. Oh, no, that's right. You got two gigs going on. I got two yeah. weddings uh, to play this weekend. For those of you who might be new, Matt, is a uh, he works in finance, but he's also a DJ. Yeah. And, and he's uh, been doing that for a long time. So if you need a good DJ. I've been DJing since 1994, so I started when mm-hmm. I was two. I, I see I see that very tongue in cheek. No, no, it's just a busy weekend. It, you know, things uh, this whole Covidian timeline we've been living in. Oh, uh, good yeah, for you. It's, crazy. Uh, it's uh yeah. it's it's that that industry is picking up a little bit. So yep. to have back-to-back uh, weddings for the first time in a year and a half to almost 2 years, it's uh, it's nice. No, it, it's nice and and who knows, we might go backwards before we go forward yeah, again, but yeah. um it, there is there are more things happening, let's yep, say that. Yep, yep. So, but in all honesty, um, yeah, it's a busy weekend, but I want to know where people can find you. You know where they can find me? On well, right media? now you can find me in the palatial Southfield studios at oh. this moment, but <laughs> you can find me on my website, motorcityhypnotist.com. Uh, there you'll find all my cool stuff, including my podcast page, uh, my motor city hypnotist Academy page. And I'm going to touch on that in a, in a moment, mm-hmm. um, coming up. And uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, you can see uh, clips of old shows. And in fact, um, not, again, we're 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 in this we're in this kind of COVID uh, no man's land here. Where is it getting better? Is it getting going to move forward, or are we stalling for for a little bit? But uh, mm. but if you want a hypnosis show, if, if you want a, if you want an hour and a half of just laughing and having fun and a good time, and, yeah, yeah, contact me. Book this Book a man. show. Book this guy. Because um, I've done shows from, you know, Las Vegas to Atlanta, North Dakota to Florida. I've been all over the country. There won't be any penis jokes. There could be. It depends, <laughs> it depends if you want an adult show or not. And and I will preface, preface this by saying I do a lot of shows for a lot of different age groups. I do a lot of post-prom and grad night shows for high schools, which, of course, are totally G-rated. Good. I should say PG-rated. You know, not nothing, nothing questionable. <laughs> the crap that's on and, TV right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, it could be G rated. And, and I will say, and I'm going to toot my own horn here for a minute. Toot. Uh, <laughs> there, 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 there are many hypnotists out there who um, don't understand the concept of age range as far mm. as shows go. Right. And they've done some questionable things. May not be suitable for uh, children. Not, not suitable for teenagers, let's say. Right. Even college age. I'm, I'm very careful with my college age shows. I don't do anything that's questionable. Now, if you have all adults and you want a, an, an adult-rated show, mm-hmm. those are a blast as well. Of course. So, yeah. Look, um, my website. I'll tell you where you can find me. MotorCityHypnotist.com. Bring it. That's it. Go there, look at my contact page, send me a message, what you're looking for, and uh, we can make it happen. You can find me on social media, on Facebook and YouTube, which are both Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter and Instagram, which are both Motor City Hypno. And as usual, we're giving away a free hypnosis guide, which is available on every single episode we do. Yours totally free. It's just a PDF explaining the basics of hypnosis, what it is, how it works, myths and misconceptions, and you can just download that for free. It's always in the show notes. And this episode is brought to you by my new book, Empower Your Mind for Success, A Hypnotic Guide, How to Rewire Your Thinking for Massive Success. It is out as of right, well, today, 
is the 6th of August when we're recording this. You might not hear it for a week or two right. or a little bit out, a couple of a couple of dates away. But mm -hmm. um, it get. is on Amazon right now as of August 6th, 2021. Go get it. Look it up. Uh, you can get Kindle or paperback version. If by chance um, you wanted to order it from your bookstore, that is... Mm. I, 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 that is in the process. Yes. Ingram Spark is is they handle all the distribution for for bookstores around the world. Mm -hmm. It will be available there as soon as I can get that upload fixed. <laughs> and um, but but in the meantime, yes, you can find it on Amazon. The link for the for the book will be in the show notes as well, so you can find it there. And I would appreciate, of course, I, I want you to buy it. Uh, Kindle version is four ninety nine. Uh, paperback version is nine ninety nine. So not expensive. Um, the, the book's right around 140 pages, not, not, not overwhelming, but, uh, you know, something you could probably, probably get through on an air, air, on a flight. Yeah. You know, easily. Yeah. And not, and not heavy reading either. Um, so, so yeah, um, very manageable, but yeah, pick it up. And if you do, I would very much appreciate a review on Amazon. Um, reviews on Amazon really get me more visibility, help sales numbers. And just, again, get, gets, uh, yeah. gets me more, more, um, more people yeah which is the whole idea yep that that you know people can find you anywhere pretty much which is great yeah how are they how, how can they find david Wright the person um when it comes to his hypnosis as far as booking sessions yes i would say go to my website there's a phone number there on my website that that number goes right to our clinic Counseling and Therapy Associates, which is which is the one I am the owner and clinical director of, mm -hmm. that's where you would book appointments. All right, fair. Now, if you wanted something very specific, like I, I can do appearances as well, mm -hmm. other than just like hypnosis, like clinical hypnosis sessions. Mm -hmm. Say say that you're a sports team. Maybe you have a, maybe you're a coach. Maybe mm -hmm. you're a manager. Um, of a team, we we're, we just talked for for a couple of sessions about the Olympics and stress and mm -hmm. how that affects people and how how the mental aspect of sports plays in. Maybe you're you're a uh, administrator or coach or manager, and you want them to come in and talk to your team. I could do that. I can make appearances at corporations if you need somebody as a you know a speaker mm -hmm. uh, for either motivation or or stress relief or may. Or, or if you're involved in the HR end of things or mm -hmm. the health side of things. The wellness piece, I yeah. can come in yeah. and do a wellness talk about smoking cessation or weight loss mm -hmm. or things that could help you. So it's not just about hypnosis. Oh, gosh. This is it's, about, it's a, it's a, it's about it's, it's wellness. It's really just a like self-improvement yeah. or, or, yeah. or self-improvement and, and just you know, making yourselves better. And so, that, yeah, all kinds of things. And that's a lot about your book. It's the, it is. Yeah. It, a lot of it is just really the whole idea of the book, which has been, you know, rattling around in my head, is is just a lot of people struggle with just getting to where they want to be. Mm -hmm. and, and success is a very vague term because what does that mean? Right. What does success mean to you? Only you know. Right. Could it be recognition? I can't determine yeah. if you're successful. Only you only you can. Right. Could it be recognition? Could right. it be monetarily? Yep. Could, Could it, it be, be emotionally? Right. Could it be mentally? And and so success is different for every person, but most people don't experience that because it's it's not because you don't lack the skill or the time or the money. All of that honestly is secondary to how you think. Mm -hmm. I guarantee every successful person 
thinks differently than those who are not. And, and that's what the book, that's what the book covers. It, it's, it covers how your, your embedded ingrained thinking patterns have prevented you from being successful and moving forward right. and making it happen. Well, thank you for all that. Absolutely. I, I appreciate your work. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there. So, and if, as far as the podcast goes, if you're listening to the podcast, please, wherever you're listening, please leave a review, connect, like, follow, download, whatever, whatever the thing is. <laughs> connect to it so that you get my podcast every time it releases uh, mm-hmm. right in your feed and you don't have to look for it and also leave a review that would be greatly appreciated well and as far as the book goes please leave a review on amazon for that because that gets me more people and more looks mm-hmm. it's time Uh-oh. for a winner of the week how winning is done all right here we go all right this is just in some ways this is an awful story and you know typically a lot of these good news things that we talk about or or these nice things happen because somebody else was an a-hole okay yes you know what i'm saying yes i do remember the one a while back where that where this this guy stole this kids their kids hot dog stand yes this guy was trying to teach his kids to be entrepreneurs and go into business yes and their hot dog stand gets stolen this is the same type of thing okay Thief steals nine-year-old twins lemonade stand tip jar. What a f- dick. Yes. <laughs> so police and community step in. So <laughs> I'm just so disgusted by people sometimes. It's just like, really? I, not that it's ever right to steal, but this wasn't a tip jar at a Starbucks or at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. He's from nine-year-old twins right. on a lemonade stand. On the side of the road. Right. And they're just trying to have some fun. <sighs> so a police force and neighborhood turned a sour moment into a sweet opportunity for two young entrepreneurs. Okay. Twins Caitlin and Elias Smith, S-M-I-D-T. Smith. Brother and sister twins. Yes. Nine, both nine years old, were running their lemonade stand as usual on Monday, but their beverage operation was interrupted when an unknown passerby reportedly stopped her car and grabbed their tip jar before she fled the scene. This 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 <laughs> jackass of a woman. Was I, it? I, 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 I have many other words <laughs> that I, I just want to blurt out right now. <gasps> oh, oh, my goodness. Great Odin's Raven. Does it say where where, where were these kids from? Where, where did this happen? Does it um, say what state? If not, that's okay. I'm just it's in kidding. Iowa. Okay. Yep. Ames, Iowa. All right. The Smith family called the Ames Police Department in Iowa to report the theft, but they had no idea local officers in their community would rally to help Caitlin and Elias make up their loss. Behind the scenes, Ames officer Selena Rowland reportedly notified colleagues and fellow first responders about the stolen tip jar. In less than 24 hours, several officers and firefighters stopped by the lemonade stand to order some fresh cups. Officer Rowland and the first responders of our community changed the tides when they showed up to show their support after the robbery, Caitlin and Elias' mother, Karen Smith, told Fox News. Our kids went from scared and unsure how to trust the next person to wide-eyed, smiling, and excited to serve them lemonade. Hmm. 
According to Smith, many of the first responders who stopped by the stand came from the Ames Police Department, Iowa State University Police Department, Story County Sheriff's Office, and wow. Ames Fire Department. Wow, wow, wow. The street was filled with police cars and fire trucks and a whole lot of smiles, she said. Um, I dare that person to drive down that street oh again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> An investigation into the theft is still in progress, according yeah. to Smith. Life is never without hard parts, Smith said. The way our community has showed up has absolutely given our kids something they will remember for a lifetime. Yeah. That's that's a, that's amazing that the community, the fire department, the police department, they all they all came to support nine-year-old well, kids. Well, think about this. You're nine years old. You're, you're just having fun running a lemonade stand, and some dickhead comes yeah. and steals your tip jar and steals <laughs> money from you. So here's the thing, and, and I, I like that that and the mother pointed it out in so many words here mm -hmm. if that would have happened and nothing else happened from it these kids would have been so jaded for the rest of their lives not wrong i, I mean mom knows best honestly and, mom, mom knows her kids but the best. fact that okay you see one degenerate mm -hmm. who ruins these kids livelihood or it's not their livelihood just but you know what I mean. just their a, business yeah yeah. But then you have all these other people step in to say, that's not what we're about. Right. We're here to help and support. And that's that's the great thing that even even though it's pretty shitty, mm -hmm. that's these other people are like, we're going to make it better. It takes a village. Yep. It really does. It does. It does. You know, um, to, to help change the perception of what the, you know, neighbors are really like, the community yep. are really like. And, and, and kids, even at nine years old, Dave. Yeah. Are very... <laughs> They, 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 they're connected. They're so yeah. much more connected now than they were when we were. When we oh, were absolutely. Old. Yeah. So, so that's why, that's why you really have to re-engage those kids as quickly as possible. Yep. And the fact that they saw that response almost immediately. Right. It's like, oh, there are good people. Yeah. There are good, you know, there are positive. There are, there yeah. are great things that can happen. Correct. Yeah. So anyway, sure. to all the people involved, just, just, it's. It's not a great story, but it ended up being a great story. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, bam. That's how winning is done. That's actually yes, it you know, is. As as much as we really go through a lot of great news stories with the uh, winner of the week, yeah, that is still a a uh, great story because it just really really reinforces community yep really does yeah it, and it just people caring i yep. mean because honestly i'm sure these first responders and firefighters had better things i shouldn't say better things i'm sure they had things they had to do but they're like no we're gonna go make this right yeah and and that that's that just makes you feel great it's great mm -hmm. yeah so, folks, we've been talking in the last couple of episodes about sports, specifically Olympics and stress and how that affects athletes. And then we kind of also kind of moved it into the realm of even if you're not an athlete, you can experience those same types of stressors, those things that that um, make you feel like you have to be perfect and have to succeed or perform all of the things that that put pressure on yourself. And also the, the pressure from outside as well to do what you're supposed to do. So, so that was focused on the Olympics. So if you, if you didn't hear those episodes, hop back a couple and you can hear the whole discussion on sports and stress and, and how that can affect uh, you even in your, in your layman's life, whatever that is. Right. 
So, so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to hit on some random things as I watch the Olympics. And some of you may or may not have any interest in the Olympics. That's cool. But, but there are a couple of, of things that I've noticed, probably more so than past times. And may, maybe they've been there, but maybe not, not as, as um, public or not as mm-hmm. pronounced or not as apparent. You had said you want to go off on a tangent. And I yeah. want to let you go. You take your time. You yeah. just do what you're going to do. I'm not going to hold you back. So, so this Olympics has brought up uh, quite a bit of controversy in, in a couple of different areas. So, um, and, and I think some of them, I, I think some of them could have been caused, well, well, no, I think it was probably time for some of these things to come out. So one of the big things is there's been a lot of issues about attire, about, about uniforms, mm. about what athletes are wearing specifically when it comes to the discrepancy between women and men. Yeah. What's expected of the women, what's allowed for the men. Right. So one of the biggest things was the Norway women's beach handball team. Mm. They wanted to wear shorts instead of bikini bottoms during a game and um, to... um, during their games, during during their matches, they wanted to wear shorts instead of the bikini bottoms, and they were fined. They were fined. I think it was one hundred and seventy dollars a piece for not following the uniforms. So, so the problem is, is that it it's it, it just it just seems kind of archaic and very misogynistic and very. Like oh well, are 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 we you know are we are we are we in the nineteen fifties Olympics or are we in the nineteen you know forties Olympics? It just seems very odd for this to be an issue because it shouldn't be. It should be something where athletes can wear what they want to wear. It it's all based on performance. Now a lot of the um, so so let me go back to to specifically this Norway team's handball uh, uniforms. So I know that the big thing here was that people are assuming the Olympics are are making them do this. Now here's the problem: it wasn't them. It was the uh, it was the um, handball, the European Handball Federation. That's who oversees handball competitions. So so I, I want to clear up the 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 assumption that it's had something to do with the Olympic organizers. That's not who regulates it. It's it's the federation for handball, the European Handball Federation. So they find each player, it ended up being, it was $177, about 150 euros. And then uh, the great thing is, and, and I know this is offshoot of the story, but I just want to bring it up anyway, that Pink stepped up and, and decided to pay the fines for these athletes, for these female athletes. So here's the thing, male handball, there's because there's a, there's a male, and hand, male and female handball teams. It, it goes both genders. The male handball players are permitted to wear tank tops and shorts. Female players are required to wear midriff tops and bikini bottoms. That ain't right. And, and I guess that's where the issue comes in, that, that there's, a, there's a, the discrepancy of the requirements by the European Handball Association. That's not right. Which I'm going to assume, and I, I should have looked this up, I'm going to assume this, uh, this association is probably 10 old white guys. <laughs> That's just my assumption. Yeah. That Not the you. handball federation is a bunch of old dudes. 
because it it just doesn't make sense. It, it no, it doesn't. So they so the Norwegian team is they, they they'll pay the fine, and I told you Pink stepped up to pay those fines for them, which yes. is great. Um, but they're going to continue to fight for equality as far as what the uniform requirements is, or, or are the uniform requirements are. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the great thing is they've received ton of supports. So uh, one of the um, um, the team wrote, it's probably an individual making the post, but on behalf of the team, we are also very proud about making a statement in the bronze final by playing in shorts instead of the required bikini bottoms. Mm-hmm. We are overwhelmed by the attention and support from all over the world. Thank you so much to all the people who support us and help spread the message. We really hope this will result in a change of this nonsense rule. You know, okay, so if, if I may, and I, and I had stepped out for just a yep. quick second. Nope, you're good. Um, why does it matter what they're wearing? Because they, they can compete wearing bikinis or shorts. Let them wear right. shorts. Sure. Because they feel better about themselves. They, it, 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 it doesn't it, make sense. It, it, and that's the whole Let thing that wear, a lot of people have brought up. It doesn't make sense because for an athletic competition – why should you dictate how, what people should wear as long as they're comfortable? Now, there, there are some things I understand. Mm-hmm. Let's take, if, you, if you're playing for a sports team, mm-hmm. you wear their uniform. Right. You know, the Tigers have the English D. Mm-hmm. That's what they wear. Mm-hmm. Politicians. They're required to wear that uniform. Politicians should be wearing every sticker of a company. Right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. Not or, to get political. Go on. <laughs> or a blue tie or a red tie, whatever, uh-huh, whatever uh-huh. the requirement uh-huh. is. Or patch. So that's different, though, because it, it, it's not a matter of it has to be a style. It's the uniform. Mm-hmm. This is this is just sexist. It really yeah. I have to call it out for what it is. Yeah. So what is the purpose of bikini bottoms? Mm-hmm. If that was for, <clears throat> excuse me, if that's for performance, that's not. Then why wouldn't the men wear bikini bottoms? <laughs> make, they could make them. I mean. I mean, men have worn speedos in swimming. Yeah, and that's kind of changed. Now they're wearing full body suits. Now, yeah, now they're wearing full body suits. So, so it 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 has nothing to do with performance. Mm-hmm. It has to do because they're women. It, Which it, it's it's stupid. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Here's the other thing that I want to rant on. Okay, so. Swimming, if anybody who's watched swimming in the Olympics, mm-hmm. they wear swim caps. Yes. You know. Sometimes two or three. Sometimes two to keep their goggles mm-hmm. on. So in July, the International Swimming Federation, which again, this is not the Olympics regulating this. This is the federation that, that the swimmers are under. Okay. Put a ban on sole cap. Now, sole cap, let me explain this. Sole cap is a cap specifically for African-American women because of their hair. It's larger so that it, that it, that it can, can better accommodate natural African-American hair. Okay. It was banned. What? They put a ban on Soul Cap, a black-owned company that creates larger swim caps than, that better accommodates and protects natural hair. Soul Cap's founders, Michael Chapman and Tox Ahmed mm-hmm. Salawit, Oh boy, this is a tough one. Salawuddin okay. spoke with BBC earlier this month on the ban, stating the Federation rejected their product because to the 
to their best knowledge, the athletes competing at the international events never used, neither require to use caps of such size and configuration. So let me break that so, statement so, down. So pretty much they've never used it, so they don't need it now. Okay, so... Yeah, oh, my goodness. All right, so I've, I I have opinions. Yeah, oh, I, absolutely. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Yes. So you're saying that everybody who is a swimmer that uh -huh. has, that who is an African-American, they have to uh, have hair that will fit inside a normal size cap? Yes. That's yes. bullshit. They have, they have, they That's have to, absolute They have to bullshit. wear the normal cap. And, and, I, and, I, and honestly, I'm going beyond. I mean, even if you're African-American, you could have... You could have a hairstyle as as a, as a Caucasian that you could have dreadlocks. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> exactly. The whole point is that that they won't allow. That's, but but I will say definitely it, it's a it's a it's a cultural thing. Mm. It, it is. It, I'll say it the way it is. It's racist. It, yeah. It's 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 um, that there's a prejudice there yes. based on race because they're not allowing that it's, to exist. Yeah. So the. Um, this is the other statement that this committee or that this this um, um, the international the international people. swimming federation said. Okay. They said that the ban is due to the sole cap not following quote the natural form of the head. <sighs> what does what does that what does that mean? mean? That's what I mean. What are you homo? Everybody's head is different shaped. Uh, why? Uh, how, how can <laughs> they make that kind of a statement? It's just um, silly. That's. It, it, it's so backward thinking. It, it is, and, and it makes no sense. It really doesn't, because because their their arguments and their justifications, they they don't make sense. So here's here's the founders of of the Soul Cap. Uh, they said for younger swimmers, feeling included and seeing yourself in a sport at a young age is crucial. Uh, FINA's recent dismissal could discourage many younger athletes from pursuing the sport as they progress through local, county, and national comp competitive swimming. Mm -hmm. So really, what, what this is doing, by banning this, you could be eliminating potential Olympic athletes mm -hmm. that would be around 15 years, 20 years from now. Correct. It, it's, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. It's just, just crazy. Um, <laughs> such bullshit. Sorry for my language. No, but, it is. You know, no, it is bullshit. It's it's, it's total and complete bullshit. Um, it's just, I just don't understand why if someone ha wants to have a different hairstyle or, you know, if they want to have, you know, it, uh, if they want to be able to wear a soul cap, let them wear a soul cap, for yep. God's sakes, and yep. let them compete. Let them have fun. So so let's go while I'm ranting because because these are these are bitches that I don't there's no solution to yet these are just things that have come up and and need to be addressed yeah. which who knows so let's go to the the Paralympics so Paralympian Olivia Breen okay um, ahead of the Tokyo Summer Games Paralympic athlete Olivia Breen spoke out against a female official at the English Championships who told her her briefs were too short and inappropriate wait 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 wait. Too short? Yes. Your briefs were too short. Too short. Now, instead of requiring them to wear bikini briefs, now she's saying for this athlete, the briefs were too short. What the? And it was a Paralympian. Yes, a Paralympian. Do you, what, which, uh, uh, which sport? She is in. If it says. Because uh, championships. I, I, I really do enjoy, you know, watching folks. You know, 
Oh, crap. I'm too, trying to, the shorts were too short. The story doesn't. Uh, here, I'm trying to find her sport. Uh, and I apologize for throwing that at you. Oh, no. I, honestly, it doesn't. To, in the story, it doesn't say. Well, and o- what was her name Olivia again? Breen. B-R-E-E-N. Oh. Let, me, let me look that up. So go on. Yeah. Okay. So um, she 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 recounted this interaction she had with this with the um, the official. Mm-hmm. The official said she was like, your briefs are too revealing. I think you should buy a pair of shorts. Breen said during an interview with Sky News on Tuesday, I didn't know what to say. I just looked speechless and I just said to her, are you joking? And she said, no, I think you should consider buying a pair of shorts. I just looked at my teammate and I just didn't know what to say. The officials just shouldn't tell us what we can and can't wear. I've been wearing these for nine years of my career and have never had a problem like this before. Breen also wrote about the incident on Twitter speculating if the same criticism would be given to a male athlete. Hmm. And there's the, there's the issue there. She's a long jumper. Okay. Olivia Breen is a long jumper. Yep. Okay. Yep. In the Paralympics. Mm-hmm. So the whole point here is that there is definitely some, that, that, that there's a discrepancy and I know, and, and I'm going to, I'm just going to get a, this is my rant episode. People seem to think that, that women have gained equality when that's not the case, it's still not equal. It's, it's, it's still not on par between males and females. And, and these things show you that we're still way behind where we should be. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big things is that, and, and I, I'm saying this to Matt, maybe before the episode started, the, her shorts are even are, are larger than what, what a bikini would be. Yes, they are. <sighs> they are. It's it's like it's like a normal swimsuit bottom. Yeah. Yes. Um, so here's the other thing: all of these females are getting all of these 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 are too short for for this Paralympic. The other ones are requiring them to wear bikinis instead right. of shorts. There are all these requirements for the females. And the one thing I noticed, and, and and Kendra will will back me on this because we we laugh about it every time we see it. Right. All of the track and field with the males. I don't know if it's something with track that they need to be comfortable, but I don't think any of them are wearing underpants. And and to be perfectly blunt, you can just see their wangs right through their shorts. You can see what religion they are. Their sh- yeah. <laughs> but but it's like wow, they don't have an issue with this, but they have to they have to critique and require and put mm-hmm. all these things on the women. It it just doesn't make sense. So, so so I don't have an answer for this. I'm ranting because you think we would have progressed as a society far enough now that these wouldn't be issues. However, they still exist. They still do exist. Unfortunately, it still exists. You know, if I walked around my if I walked around a wedding reception, uh, yeah, and on the dance floor doing the cupid shuffle, and you know, Mister So and So is making an appearance. You know what? I get. I, I would be asked to leave. Of course, you would. <laughs> But they're they're showing it on television every night, and it's not apparently it's not an issue. Mm. So anyway, yet that's that's my Olympic rant as far as just just we were still way behind in equality, and and just I don't know, just my frustrations, folks. I deal with them just like you do. Um, hopefully, we can move forward on a lot of these things and make some changes. That's that's what society is about. So we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes. Bring it. So let me tell you, folks, what's coming up next episode. It is, um, hold on, I got it. How to deal with crisis. We're going to talk about that. I know I teased that an episode ago or two, 
but we got into the Olympic thing because it's timely right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to pull those up a little bit and put this one next. So, All right. yeah. So uh, we're going to yeah. talk about how to deal with crisis. That relates to stress, and it relates to a lot of things we've hit a little bit in the past. But yeah, uh, what do you do when crisis hits? So how can you cope? Every Friday, yep. Facebook Live. Every Friday, Facebook Live, 5 o'clock. We'll be here recording. You can mm -hmm. follow us. Mm -hmm. do, do like Alan does. Alan Benson, my number one fan, jumps in every Friday night. I'm your number one fan. Listens to us, eats his tacos, has a good time. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, it's great. Yes. <laughs> <gasps> oh, great Odin's Raven. By the way, we yes. did a man cave a few weeks ago. Yes. And we were talking about bourbons and what have you. Because yeah. that's what we do in the man cave. Yeah. There is actually a bourbon out there called Odin's Raven. No way. Yes way. Oh, we have to get it. Yes, we do. So we're going to do that. <gasps> we're going to drink it here because we're going to do it on the man cave. We'll have you on. Oh, please. I'd love yep. to be there. And uh, but yeah, it's called Odin's Raven. And we, we found it. We, we have to find somehow get it and have the distiller on the show on the man cave with us. So we can talk about it and understand it and the history behind it as well. Absolutely, I, hope, we, I hope it comes from Anchorman. Yeah, well, we it was kind of the, it's part of the Ron Burgundy whole mantra. Yes, and that's where yes. it got its name from. It's called Odin's Raven because oh. of Ron Burgundy. So yes, uh, Jamie and I are working on that angle. So oh no, yeah, let me know. I'm on. I'll do it. <laughs> that that's fantastic. In fact, I'm going to look for it. I'll look it up and, and order some. So what, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to try to get it. From oh the no, distiller. that's true. We'll taste it because yeah. I'll, I'll take before I order it. I might as well yeah. taste it with you guys. Yeah, so we're working on that angle. So it should be fun. So cool, folks. Have some Odin's Raven. <laughs> get a hold of it. <gasps> oh, great Odin's Raven. In the meantime, people, change your thinking, <laughs> change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time. <laughs>